Exec MBA Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Twitty, and you are listening to a new episode. On this episode of the podcast, I'd like to feature a conversation I recently recorded with an Executive MBA format student in our class of 2019, Jason Starkey. Jason is many things. In addition to being a student here at Darden, he is also the founder of a startup and a veteran. And he and I recently sat down to talk a little bit more about his MBA journey, what led him to Darden, uh, how Darden has helped shape and inform his experience starting his own business, and his advice for other veterans contemplating pursuing an MBA. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jason Starkey. Jason, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Brett. Thanks for having me. All right. So for our listeners at home, we always start these the same way. Uh, tell us a little bit more about you and your background. Yeah, I grew up in Southern California. Um, bunch of brothers, dad who was an entrepreneur, eventually... I was the only member of my family. I'm still the only male in my family, not in the jewelry business. So literally every other male in my family uh, works in a jewelry store in California. I'm kind of the black sheep. So I decided to uh, go to college and then join the military. Did that for for about 10 years and uh, left California. Again, the only non-jeweler outside of California. So I'm definitely the black sheep. Moved out here on the West Coast, on the East Coast after the military and, uh, now I am trying to be an entrepreneur. So Jason, I'm curious about uh, when an MBA became part of your plans. Um, is it something you always knew you wanted to pursue or is it an idea that came to you during your military service? Curious about the timing. Yeah, when I was getting out of the military, I knew that I need, wanted to transition to business and I didn't have the business skills or experience to do that and knew that an MBA would be the best path forward. So it was definitely in the cards early on when I was thinking about transitioning out of the military. Let's talk a little bit more about, you know, coming from a military background into business school. What are some of the, the, the challenges and what are some of the opportunities uh, for someone with that, with that kind of background? The opportunities are the soft skills. So leadership, people, managing others, navigating the nuances and gray areas. That was stuff that I definitely had coming in here. Um, that was that was a good value add that I brought. Uh, the the hard skills though were the ones that definitely was a learning curve for me. Um, didn't spend much time on spreadsheets in the military, so catching up on that was the biggest learning curve. So you've obviously you know launched a business. You're you're running your own own startup. Um, did you know you wanted to be an entrepreneur before you started the program, or is that something that you realized as you got in? No, I definitely knew it. I mean, I grew up in the back of my dad's jewelry store, helping him clean rings, finding lost diamonds off the floor, stomp envelopes, putting flyers in people's windows during Christmas sales. And so my whole family is an entrepreneur. Like I said, they all own jewelry stores. Um, so it's just something I grew up with. I was attracted to it early on. I like the idea of, of doing something new, charting your own path, being your own boss. Um, holding yourself accountable. So I knew early on that that's what I wanted to do. I just didn't know exactly how and when, when I was getting out of the military. And that's why I knew Darden would kind of help me, help me out. So um, how did you eventually narrow in on the idea that you found exciting or the kind of, the kind of startup you wanted to be a part of? Yeah, it was just a phenomenal idea by a really smart person. He came up with the idea and uh, it just, it, caught me right away and I was sold immediately and 
And uh, from then on, we just built an immediate team and uh, we, we just hit the ground running. Can you talk a little bit more about the, the actual idea um, sort of yeah. at a high level? Yeah. So it's a virtual reality language learning product. So just my background being in special forces, you have to learn a foreign language in order to operate overseas. You need to learn how to communicate with people of different cultures. And uh, so that's something, it's just a big part of your career in the military. So um, seeing room for technology to help other people in special operations in the intelligence community and law enforcement who were tasked and charged with learning a foreign language, um, knowing those pain points and how difficult it is for them to learn a foreign language, because that's just one thing they have to do. They have a lot of other job responsibilities. Um, but unfortunately, it's a very important thing to do. And uh, we saw room for technology to help that out and really just saw a unique application and just out of our imaginations and minds, just started building a product that we thought could could help that, fill that gap, and slowly iterate upon itself until uh, until today. And we're constantly iterating. So, where are you in the in the process of starting? You know, obviously, you got the idea. It sounds like a really compelling idea that there are clearly users for. So, you maybe have some sense of the market. Maybe you're still developing a sense of the market. I'm curious about where you are in the entrepreneurship journey. Yeah, we, well, we're always learning more about the market. Initially on, like, it's a very humbling process. Initially, I was building, we were building this product for, for my coworkers, people who were other Green Berets. That was our initial beachhead market that we we're going to, we we're going to target. So initially I thought I knew exactly what they wanted. And I learned early on that even though I was building this for my old teammates, like people that are very similar to me, I'm constantly learning new things about them and the users. And so it's been a very humbling process. Um, but we have learned a lot along the way. And then where we are in terms of the journey, you know, it's been over two years. And uh, so we're profitable. We had a plan. We had a very strategic plan and how we were going to, uh, to make money and get profitable. Uh, we identified a very niche market within the government that we would target and penetrate. We built a very specific product for them, put it in front of them, got their feedback, iterated put it in front of them again and did that over and over and over again over two years without anyone paying us any money, bootstrapping it. Um, but we were firm on our strategy and our goals. And eventually the customer said, yeah, it looks great. We'll pay you for it. And so we got on contract with the government and uh, with this customer and now we're, we're getting more, we're getting more contracts, um, with other, other very similar like customers. Um, so it was a long process, but we had a very strategy in place. We had a goal. We were flexible in how we got there. We were open-minded and it paid off. So, you know, I'm sure some luck happened along the way too. I know it did, but yeah, that's, that's where, where it is. And now we're, uh, we've gotten traction and we're, we're, uh, we're on the map. People know who we are. They've seen our products. And so now I'm just constantly reacting to the demand of people who are, who are wanting to uh, learn more about it and purchase it. That process sounds a lot like effectuation, you know, where your customers are essentially helping you figure out product fit, yeah. product needs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's every customer. I mean, our initial target market is the national security industry. So other 
people like special operations, intelligence, law enforcement, and they all have their own unique applications. And there's a lot of nuances you got to navigate and they all have specific requirements and features that they ask for. And, and it's up to us to kind of navigate that and to listen to what they want, but to really peel the layers of the onion back and get to the, their core motivating drivers about like what's inspiring. Like they say they want this, but why do they really want that? Asking those questions, those penetrating questions. Um, and then collating that information and, and building something. Have you gotten better at asking those questions? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, really like my background helped out too, just with intelligence training, you really try to understand the core of people and what they're trying to communicate. So, um, I'm curious about some of the communication skills that Darden helps students cultivate might help you with the work that you're doing now, right? Case method, it's discussion based. You're hearing a lot of different perspectives. You're encountering people that think differently than you. Do you feel like what you've done here has made you any, made you better at the work that you're doing? Are you building upon an existing skill set you already had? I'm curious about that. Yeah, of course. The case studies are great because they show you unique challenges, specific challenges that another person like you has encountered. And whether you are likely to encounter that same specific challenge, you know, it's probably not likely, but it opens your eyes and shows you, Hey, this is what you need to, this is what you need to look for. This is what you, how you need to look at problems in the future. Because I mean, all the cases always are presented with some, some issue that happened that the entrepreneur or the protagonist wasn't anticipating and then how they overcame that challenge. And so it's not necessarily like exactly what they did, but the how they did it. And so as I am encountering these same challenges, you're constantly referencing and thinking in the back of your mind of different cases that that were similar to this. And so I can draw lessons upon those. And yeah, that's happened. That happens every day still. So those cases that we encounter, I'm, I'm drawing lessons upon them. Like I always say, like I probably... I've gotten more value out of this, these cases in the program than anyone else because I'm literally applying everything I'm learning strictly to my business every day. Um, I might not get the best grades, but I'm getting the most value out of them because when I, when I read the cases, I'm like, oh, wow, that's exactly what I encountered last week or why couldn't I have this case last quarter? It's going to help me out. Um, so it's, been pretty, it's, not, it's not some like a, um, some conceptual challenge that you know, I'm not familiar with it's, it's stuff that I've actually encountered. And so it's been very valuable in that regard. So, um, what are you looking forward to in terms of your business sort of next, next steps from here? It sounds like there's an expanding market. Um, are you trying to scale up? Are you trying to meet that demand? Is that, that's got its own challenges and complexities to it. So I'm curious, you know, what's on the horizon for you? Yeah, I know. Um, building software, it's easy to build software. It's hard to build software that works. And so we are voraciously focused on delivering a working functional software that our current customers find valuable first before we grow. It's easy to grow. You can, I can spend a lot of money on Google AdWords and get a lot of attention and get a billboard on the side of 66 and grow. That's easy. The hard part is, is getting product market fit, building a product that people really find valuable and really can't imagine doing their job without that's success. And so once we get that right first, once we get product market fit, 
with customers that we know, then we will grow. It's easy to grow. That will happen. That's inevitable. As long as you, if you succeed, you build something right, you will grow. So I'm not too worried about the growth part. As long as we have cash to help us get to product market fit, um, that's all I'm concerned about in getting new customers. Um, but you got to do it right. And so I don't want to just build some piece of software that no one finds valuable. I might be able to sell it, but I'm not going to be able to sell it again next year. And life's too short to build software that no one really cares about. So that's what we're focused on. So um, had you always been a tech person? Are you surprised that you're working in software? Um, is it something that you imagine? Brett, I couldn't be more surprised that I'd be... I was not in tech, much less in VR. So this was the last thing in the world I expected. I mean, I was I was the guy on the team who didn't know how to work the radio and, and the radio guy would just always yell at me because I didn't do some, didn't push the right button. So I, I'm the, I was not tech savvy at first. Um, so definitely caught me off guard, but I knew that it would be a good space to get into outside of the military. So I just, uh, you know, buckled down, did some homework, got caught up on the latest technologies. And then knowing that we were going to do VR, I, just dug into VR, learned everything there was about it. So it wasn't hard to become a tech guy. Um, so that, that, that was the easy part, but I am surprised. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when I tell my old people who knew me before that I'm in tech now, they are pretty surprised. Yeah. People are always interested where entrepreneurial ideas come from. Yeah. You know, um, sometimes it's something a person has thought about a long time. Other times it's an opportunity that's out there. Um, Sounds like maybe it's a little bit more of the latter here. Um, so for you, uh, starting and running your, your own business and obviously being in the tech sector, which is, which is, uh, sounds like a stretch from, from, for your background. Um, you know, how do you feel like Darden has equipped, maybe not equipped you, not necessarily for exactly this moment, but for, for what's to come? Down the, down the line? Do you feel like, you know, you have a platform for thinking about where your company's growing, going, or, you know, I'm, I'm curious about how you feel like Darden has prepared you for the future. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, initially the program did a good job at, of conveying the need to have an enterprise perspective, looking at things as a manager. I may not be able to be the guy who's building the models and, and refining them, but I need to ask those critical questions. I need to be able to know that the people that are building the models, um, the marketing guy, I need to be able to ask those questions and know whether he's giving me a straight answer or not. So um, just having that holistic understanding of the different skill sets that Darden has taught has been great because it has opened my eyes in, in different domains that I was completely ignorant to before from finance to marketing to, um, operations. Um, and so, so that's been one way that it's equipped me is just giving me that foundational knowledge to, to manage those people who are those domain experts. And then of course, just the people part too. So the network that Darden's given me is, has been great. So what would be your advice for military candidates who are thinking about leveraging an MBA as part of a transition process? Yeah, my transition from the military was, was great. I didn't plan it that way, but the transition happened really well. Um, when you're getting out, you don't know what's out there. You don't know what you don't know. And the MBA is a great stepping stone to get you there. 
Any uh, general advice for prospective students, sort of thinking beyond folks coming from a military background, but as you reflect on your Darden experience with the uh, the end right here, you know, we're recording this right before the second leadership presidency, you're about to head to Charlottesville, graduation's on the horizon, any advice? Yeah, I'd say just uh, dive in, don't be intimidated, for, for military people especially, I mean, don't underestimate your skill sets, and it's intimidating going to a business school, especially one like Darden, because you're surrounded by other really intelligent people. And so I would just say, don't underestimate the skills and values that you that you brought from the military. Uh, leverage that. Yeah, everybody brings something to the conversation, right? Well, Jason, thank you so much for your time today. Yeah, thanks, Brett. And that was my conversation with Jason Starkey, an executive MBA format student in our class of 2019. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, requests, anything you'd like for us to cover here on the podcast, we're all ears. We can be reached at exec, that's E-X-E-C, MBA at darden.virginia.edu. Until next time, thanks for listening.